five, four, three, two, one. Energize Podcast is back. Barry, how you doing? Doing good. Welcome back to Energize Podcast number 11. This is the one we are looking forward to talking about. Yeah, this is the post-Bama episode. Day one. Yeah. Day one. Guys, I don't think I've <laughs> ever been... We might as well just get straight into it. Or yeah. do you want to give the line-up for the day? You love, you, you, give the rundown of the line-up for the day, Barry. You love doing that. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Alright, today we're going to be talking about, obviously, Bama. Because th- this story is possibly the best story so far I've ever enjoyed. The carnation. Carnation. Yeah. Whatever word you want to say, man. I'm not going to correct. Okay, then we're gonna we're gonna go over the tough finale redemption series. What happened there as well? Uh, also, UC two one three was a big talking point as well. So we're gonna bring that up. Uh, we're gonna touch on the football transfers, and we're obviously gonna discuss the pandemonium in New, in New Zealand that was the rugby, the Lions tour. Yeah, the 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 end. Yeah. of the Lions tour. Yeah. Um, Right, we just get straight into it. Yeah, yeah. All right, so... Oh, and obviously we're going to talk about McGregor Mayweather as well. Like, I'm just going to get that in now, so that's in. Um, okay, so it happened... On... What, what day did we find out we were getting press passes? It was obviously the week before, because he said it, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. So it was like, what, last Sunday or Saturday? Uh, I think it was like a Monday, maybe. Oh, no, we had to... We applied on the Saturday beforehand. Remember, you had to get okay. them in. Anyway, we knew last week we had press passes, but to be honest, it was the first time we were credentialed for an, for an event, so... Yeah. We didn't really actually know how to go about it. So we were told to be there at 4 o'clock. I was working, Barry was working. So we had to email them and like, here, look, we're not going to be there until 6. The first fight wasn't until, like, I think it was uh, half five. Half anyway. five, yeah. yeah. So, um, so it was in Dublin's Tree Arena in Ireland for people who are not from Ireland. So Barry works in the IFSC. So he finished work about quarter past five. I finished yeah. work at half five. And we basically both got to Tree Arena for six, there thereabouts anyway. Yeah, that? yeah, roughly, yeah. So I was like, Barry, do you know where we're going to get in? No. He, well, he had a bit of an idea. I was like, do you know? And I was like, not a clue. Yeah. So It was around the back. Yeah, so we went around the back and we met Jack from the Ocean Independent, was it? Yeah. And the, we, there was a security guard there. And we're like, can, can we get in? He was like, do you have your credentials? And I was like, well, obviously not. They're inside. Yeah. The thing is, he kept telling us to call the head of Bama on the mobile phone and I was explaining to him I only had email and he was just like yeah but call him and I was like I only have email like he wasn't getting it and like realistically he was trying not to get it though realistically can you imagine Ariel Hawani or Lou Thomas ringing Dana White being like they won't let me in yeah like it just didn't happen see the problem was I think was we were dealing with people from three arena as opposed to people from Bama so we walk around to the box office, uh, into like where yeah. like the public were going yeah. in. Yeah, Ross just got impatient. Well, yeah. like it was easy, e- easy to do because your man had a walkie-talkie as well, and just wouldn't walkie-talkie anyone to come out and give us the tickets. Yeah, I was, try- I was trying to get around it anyway. Yeah. and uh, like we're already late. So. We saw a security guard new anyway from previous event that uh, worked news talk. Rocked up, went into the box office. Barry had to give his cans of monster weight. I actually yeah. next one. Yeah, uh, I bought four cans of monster and four uh, protein bars just to bring in, just to keep us like quote unquote energized. Uh, as then we had to like I had to like give away the cans, so we had to like neck a can of monster. Even yeah. though, even though like what's the big deal with it? We should have just been allowed, but whatever. Ah, yeah. uh, whatever. Okay. So we we got inside and we were we were like went to the box office and they're like, yeah, oh, you don't get again. you don't get press uh, press pass here. I was like, all right, grand. Turn around, there's James Gallagher, and like there we are. We get a quick snap of James Gallagher. Yeah. That's the one that's on our Instagram. Yeah. Uh, it was looking fresh. It was actually hilarious because there was some fella in the uh, box office who got a picture of him and he's wearing the same t-shirt as him. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah, I don't know if you saw that. No. And then there's some, there's some woman from the tree arena being like, I don't even know how you get there. So we, yeah. walk, so we walk back around oh. to the security guard. Your man Jack eventually got in. Yeah. And then your man at the security guard, he started being a bit noisy to us when yeah. it was just two of us. He probably he? got a bit bored because he was by yeah. himself. Yeah, so like we're back talking and he was, like, he was like, hold on. Next thing you know, this fella pops around the corner um, who we later found out was Ray. Yeah. Uh, Ray was an absolute massive, massive, event. massive shout out to this guy, Ray. Yeah. Absolute legend. Yeah, we actually, we actually we actually emailed CEO Obama to let him know how helpful Ray was. Um, That's yeah, what he wrote. Ray popped his head in and he goes, "Oh, who are you?" Yeah, he, <laughs> he, we were like, "Oh, oh I'm Ross, or whatever." And he goes, "Oh yeah, no, I know who you are. I've seen your Instagram." And I was like, "Oh okay." Um, yeah. Then we walk into the press press arena through the back. Yeah. The next thing you know, who's on there? You're one who does, doesn't know how to get where we need to go. We'll just stand there. And I was like. 
Yeah. What is going on? So, next thing you know, <laughs> we're walking into the arena in the back. So, we finally got in after about 20 minutes. Yeah, and he brings us into the press area. It's, it's fairly full, and he goes, Oh, lads, I don't know if there's two seats together. And I was like, Actually, we'll just sit in like where the fans are. Or Wherever. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I was like, We're here now, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And he goes, Oh, no, lads, I only have those two seats up the front. Yeah. And I'm sorry, like, you have to sit up the front. Yeah, so we're sitting up the front. <laughs> we're, we actually ended up sitting with Soldier Man Jack, which was a bit random, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And then we're sitting beside Spain as well, weren't we? Yeah. So we I were suppose like, they had as good seats as well, though. Yeah, it was it, it was strange. So yeah, they left after about two fights anyway, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so there we were. We were sitting up the front, uh, and then like you get to take it all in, looking around, and then there was people. There was like loads of people, well-known people sitting beside us, which yeah. was actually uh, surreal in a way. Yeah, and like Ray game was like it was all packed crisps, plenty of water, sandwiches. Yeah. It was like it was a real. <laughs> Fair, so we're, I was expecting to be given nothing and we were given loads. <laughs> I think I actually drank about like 12 bottles of water as yeah, well. It was so Bar- warm there, yeah. Barry actually turned to me one stage and goes, do you have any water? And I was like, oh no, I'm actually all out. And then looking front of me and there was about 12 bottles of water. <laughs> yeah. um, I suppose we should tell, tell the people who, who was actually there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is where it gets good. Yeah. Okay, in terms of like MA fighters there, there was Neil Seary there, uh, Leon Edwards was there. Obviously, the fighters who were fighting was there. Artem was there. Peter Quilly was there. Cole Hendra was there. Paddy Hoolan. Paddy Hoolan was there. He was he was actually very involved in the show, wasn't yeah. he? David Hay was there. David Hay. Um, yeah. Then Robbie Brady was there. Robbie Brady, Irish legend. Yeah. Um, Jeff, Jeff Hendrick, Hendrick was there. Irish legend. Um, Tony Two. McGregor was there. Tony, yeah. Um, and then obviously, like, <laughs> John Cavanaugh was there. Uh, Dar- James Gallagher was there. Dar- Dar- J. Galvin was there. Dar- Happy birthday. Galvin. Happy birthday, bud. Um, and Dermot. Yeah, Dearman Dara actually sent us like a Snapchat of us. Yeah. row was actually very funny. Yeah, they zoomed up from like wherever they were sitting. Yeah. And we were sitting right in the front row. It was actually, uh, if it was, it was funny being there because like uh, we actually do cover a lot of MMA. Mm. Not as much Irish MMA, but a lot of Irish fighters and what how they're getting on the world of yeah. MMA. So like even the way me and James Callagher after we were like promoting them there recently and then met them. It was uh, it was so, so surreal and it was real cool. But like yeah. we, f- I felt like I don't know about you, but I'm sure you feel the same. I felt like right at home being there. Like we deserved what we got there for what we've been doing. Yeah, uh, I feel, I feel promoting. Like we, pr- we feel like we pr- promote enough of that sort of stuff that it made sense for us to be yeah. there. And also, me and James Galler, he, he actually became so much more likable, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, there was something about him that like he just bounced around. He's like a twenty year old fella, and he's just like happy as Larry, and like on top he's of the world. life, isn't he? On top of the world, yeah. Yeah, he, he became much more likable. Yeah. Um, um, before, also, before we move on, James, it was announced after that James Galler is going to be headlining Bama Tour. Yeah. So Bama and Bellator in November in the Tree Arena again. So uh, we're going to be looking to get in the front row again that time. Yeah. So we'll probably be back on press pass again. Um. This one, I think, was successful. We were, yeah. we were like trending on their Bama hashtag yeah. as well. So we 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 said that we'd be able to get there and then make sure that we were trending around on the Bama hashtag, the Bama Thirty hashtag, yeah. and the Tree Arena. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's all about promotion, really, and that's that's what we gave them, yeah. and they gave us good. Like they looked yeah, at us. We were talking about Bama for yeah. probably the first time ever, two podcasts in a row, and also like anytime the hashtag you look up hashtag Bama, like there's us two. Yeah. Clown boxes doing yeah. our thing. Yeah. Um. So I suppose we should talk about the fights a bit, shouldn't we? Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, we got in and there was only it was there was a couple of fights in. It was uh the O'Driscoll actually won from SPG. Yeah. In the 135 weight division, uh, that was a bit of a that was a bit of a barn burner. He was sort of yeah. like just yeah, sorting he, them out. Yeah. I think I think Blaine O'Driscoll he was he was a good bit shorter than uh, Harry and in fairness he was. It was almost like watching Chad Mendes saw a fight, wasn't it? He? he was like throwing yeah. big overhands, and he just he was always he was yeah. always getting the finish, and he got a rear naked choke, big like, and stocky. Yeah, so in fairness, he sort of outclassed him, didn't he? Yeah, I think I think like what like sort of like really made the event sort of kick off was when Kiefer Cosby came out. Now Kiefer Cosby was two and zero. Percent agree. Yeah, Kiefer Cosby was two and zero. Fights out SPG. Uh, he's fighting uh, some, some Polish fella. Yeah, yeah. Made, who was making his debut? He was. Yeah. He was there to be fed to the sla- to lambs to the slaughter. But uh, when Kiefer Cosby came out, the sort of place you could, the place felt different, and it was like the the SPG mafia came out. Yeah, it was. Yeah, there was. Like, he was he that's was, the only way to describe he it. Was, he was a bi- he was a big name coming out for. The show really, he, yeah. was, he was he almost kicked off the show yeah. basically. Yeah, like James Gallagher came out with him, uh, <clears throat> King Cowley came out with him. Yeah, 
He like yeah, John, John Cavanaugh's corner, Kavanaugh. and like he came out and at one stage he was pressed up against the fence, and like he was like he was like he was calling him on a bitch, and um, like he never looked in trouble. He looked so comfortable yeah. in there, and like he absolutely blast your man yeah. he hit these short elbows up against the cage yeah, and it. your man dropped and it was it was game over uh, look it was completely one sided victory really yeah. he'll be fighting next time as well yeah uh, yeah. I'll be really looking forward to seeing that talk to him after he was actually he was quite a nice guy as well mm. uh, another person who actually had a big following there was Richard Coyley as well yeah, wasn't the it? face of Hammer yeah uh, yeah look he, he, he sort of went back and forth in the first round I wasn't overly impressed but like it wasn't like on a negative standpoint yeah. it was just more so it was like I felt like both fighters were a bit tentative in the first round. Yeah. And then next thing you know, absolute knockout by Rich Coyley. He was very impressive. Yeah, that, that really put a stamp on that, didn't it? Yeah, you got a got a big reaction as well when he when he hit the knockout as well. Yeah. But like we have to we have to look at like the fight of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Um the Re- fight Reese McKee the versus Rich Moon. This is one of the best fights I've ever seen. Yeah. Like regardless of organization. Yeah. These two went at it like there's no tomorrow. The stand up yeah. was both aggressive. Uh, it was quite quite funny. Well, not funny, but it was it was very clear. It played out as we thought it was going to play out. Reese McKee on the feet seemed like he was better on the feet in terms of grappling. Saying Richie Smullen was definitely the better rapper of the team. Yeah, like it was um, funny before the fight. I thought Reese would win. You thought Richie would win. Yeah, and then what happens, man? Yeah, it's a draw. Yeah, it was a draw. Uh, well, it, one of the irritating thing was is it was a draw. 29, 28, 28, 28, 28, 28. I'd like to see the scorecards. I'd like to see. I'd, we never got to see the scorecards. We never got to see which round was given the ten eight and who was given the twenty nine twenty eight. Yeah, it was. Uh, that this this was such an unbelievable fight. Um, they both left it all in there. Reese McKee actually picked up Richie Smullen after the fight. Yeah, had, as if like Richie won, but like, uh, what can you do? Like, they, uh, if I, they did I, it again. It'd be great. Again. I'd love to see them do it again in November. Yeah, four rounds would be great. Uh, th- there you go. That you've probably written it there. Yeah. Uh, also, we're going to just look at the way that, like um, Paul Redzer Redmond won as well against Robert yeah. Sinclair. Now, but took, was... took, 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 a, took a leg home again. Uh, everyone knows Paul Paul Redmond. Once he gets a hold of that leg, like it's, you're in danger, aren't you? Yeah. Former former fighter in the UFC as well. Um, two two other quick mentions. Um, yeah, Rob Sinclair. Sorry, actually retired after the fight as well. Yeah. So fair play to Rob. Yeah. Um, d- um, Daniel Perez won the flyweight title there at Bama. He beat Ryan Curtis. Ryan Curtis was actually undefeated going into a uh, local Dublin lab. But fairness, Daniel Perez, he actually looked phenomenal in that fight, didn't he? Yeah. Like, like Ryan Curtis was very highly titled, and he, he, he I actually think Ryan Cur- Curtis. Brought one of the biggest fan bases as well. Yeah, he did, yeah. Um, and fairness to his fans, like they stood there and cheered him on right till the end. Did it? And they, like he lost all three rounds, I think, and like they they were still cheering, like there was no tomorrow. What age did you say Burrows was? Because I'm not too sure. He looked a bit older. Didn't he? he looked a bit like. I don't know. It looked like he had a bit more like a bit more strength and. Oh, I, I, I was thinking he could probably like kick on a bit further now. I know yeah. he has a title, but uh, oh, 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 you know more fights he could probably go to Bellator. Potentially so. Uh, and then Fabian Edwards who was actually Leon Edwards' brother who Leon Edwards actually fights in the UFC he beat Aaron Kennedy Aaron Kennedy actually was it was a made debut professionally and like he actually looked very tough like he took some very big shots and it took the second round for Edwards to get submission on him but look Edwards looks like he's a prospect that could also be coming back to him sure yeah um, and then this sort of leads on to the main event yeah but Unfortunately, like it, it finished early. Uh, Pillpot actually like kicked Shea Walsh in the face when he was like had his hands on the ground. Yeah, and that like that sort of put a dampener on it. Shea Walsh mm-hmm. actually broke his jaw as well. Yeah. Um, so, I, don't, I don't know. Pot was running around with the toilet, even though neither mowing the belt. Yeah. Was vacant. I didn't yeah. really, I didn't really get that. But at the end of the day, I think I'd like to see Pot fight for the belt again next time. Anyway, why not? Yeah. Uh, I don't know whether Shea Walsh is going to be available, but. Throw him in there against a different bantamweight. Oh, I'm not too sure what other bantamweights Palma have, but I'm sure someone. You know what? I wouldn't want to see Daniel Perez move from flyweight up to bantamweight and fight Philpot. I'd say he could win that as well. Yeah. Yeah, but overall the experience was uh, like the the night itself was brilliant. Um, yeah. I felt like some people sort of left after the home the home favorites sort of finished their fights as yeah. well, but uh, the hospitality was something else. Like yeah. Bama, like really went all out. Uh, even the people that were around us were on a different level like we were chatting away to like Robbie Brady Jeff Hendrick uh, Everyone's just Tony McGregor chilled and it was just good balls isn't it, it, had a, it weirdly enough it had a real like family vibe it, it could yeah. have been because there were so many SPG people there that uh, 
Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, there was no like aggro or no fight yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, so we watched like 10 or 11 fights. Then we go back to Ross's. <laughs> Absolutely buzzing. And I mean like it was just the amount of crack we had there was off the rails. Uh, then, yeah, it was one of those sober highs that are like very hard to match. Like very, very. Yeah. I can't remember I had such like such a long time ago. I had such a sober high. Yeah, yeah. Then we go back to Ross's, get get a load of like what prawns and noodles, yeah. and then uh, watch the Ultimate Fighter tough finale, which uh, was until about half five, six in the morning. Ross was actually work the next morning as well, so uh, it was a bit all over the shop, but. Uh, there's only really one fight to talk about in the Ultimate Fighter tough yeah, Well, I suppose we might as well give JT money as props. He did win the Ultimate Fighter. So, I, I actually, oh, we were actually talking about this before, before we started the podcast, and I was like, Barry, there's no actual fights worth talking about except for the main event. Yeah. The main event was an absolute barn burner, but I suppose you should really mention who won the Ultimate Fighter. Oh, yeah, true, yeah. But team, uh, team Dillashaw, anyway. Yeah, Team Dillashaw was, they were the only ones fighting in the final. Um, yeah, <laughs> Jesse Taylor, he actually got like knocked down by... I'm pretty sure it was it was a head kick from Lima. Diego Lima, and next thing you know, he slips out the back, puts on a rear naked choke, and he's 250 grand richer. Like that's an awful lot of money for someone who hasn't fought in the UFC in years. Yeah, it's funny how like what was it about 10 years ago he was originally on the Ultimate Fighter Taylor mm. now, and then uh, he got to the final, and then he went went on a drink, went on a mad one in Vegas, like started smashing up places, like kicking yeah, in like, windows of limos. limos. Yeah, he was let go, comes back. So many years later, and then actually wins it. He he almost like lived up to his like reality TV star persona boy going on the rampage. Yeah, he, it was almost like it was a TV show. It was supposed to real life. I say that was like eating at him for so long, and then actually to be able to like do that is just uh, the relief he must have got off that. Fair play to him. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, here you have to talk about the the main fight. So Jason Gaethje, the World Series of Fighting champion, seventeen no coming in fighting Michael Johnson and. Everyone who who's seen Mike Johnson fight knows how explosive and how good he's in the first round. Like he touched up Khabib for the first two and a half minutes of their fight. Yeah. And like people were t- like always wondering, I was like, Jesus, Johnson's gonna beat Khabib, you know what I mean? It looked yeah, that way. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, solo, yeah. He was like, he was definitely winning. And the same thing sort of happened here. First two and a half minutes, like it wasn't it's not like Gagey was out of the fight, but like Johnson was lending the heavier shots, he was faster, he was getting in now. Like Gagey was sort of left swinging and like at one stage, Johnson absolutely buckled Gagey. In fact, I'm sure, like on two or three occasions, yeah. like he, he hit Gagey and like his knees buckled and he was he was dancing and like he didn't know where he was. Gagey is like I, I know I know um, I know Whitaker is known as the Reaper, but like the way Gagey goes, he's just like just keeps going at you, keeps pressing the pace. Kicking sure, his nickname legs. is the highlight, like, and that's just what it is. Yeah, it's, it's just like yeah, pure oh, yeah, insanity. Yeah. Like yeah, right. Sorry, carry on. So with like, so next thing you know, like. The tides turn, don't they? You yeah. can see Johnson's getting tired, and uh, Gage's not holding up. Yeah, Gage starts going to the body. He's like getting these knees in in the clinch, and then next thing you know, he, he, there was just that like that moment where it was like, that's it. Like Gage's gonna win this fight. Yeah. It was almost like they both lost their gas tank. Yeah, and then zero. Gage, Gage got a second gas tank, and Johnson just didn't. And like Gage got him up against Cage, and he was unloading on him. Next thing you know, Michael Johnson like falls to the floor, and that's it. Yeah. Ref steps in. Gagey goes to do his trademark backflip. If yeah. you've ever seen Jake Gagey, how many times has he fallen in the cage? Two or three Two times. Up. It was like he tried to get up to the top of the cage, fell down. Tried to get up again, fell down. Like he had zero energy. And the last time he got up, and he did this like yes. somersault backflip. Back yeah. yeah, and like yeah, I was convinced he was like going to break his leg. Yeah, yeah. And it was like he landed perfectly. Like, I actually yeah. believe that he landed perfectly. It's I was like, like yeah. he's definitely falling on the face. I thought he was going to die. I was like, there's no way he's going to land. Yeah, this it was absolutely incredible. And there's even talks to him fighting Tony Ferguson now. Um, look, he really got the UFC robe. I, I, I didn't realize. See, I knew well who he was when he came to the UFC. I didn't realize how like unknown he was to the UFC fan base. I couldn't believe I like, clicked on his Instagram. And he had eleven thousand Instagram followers. Now he has like thirty four thousand Instagram followers. So like to me, that was highly impressive. And you know, what I mean, he's going to push him for a fight against Tony Ferguson. Yeah, well, he was given the opportunity to call out someone, and he goes, "Who wants him? Who wants yeah. him?" And I like that. I think that, like we said, that that it was, was the it first was, time I agreed with that with someone not actually calling yeah. out a name, but doing yeah. An yeah, effective job. Yeah, he was like, he, he basically sort of said, I'm unfeed, no one's beat me, so like, it, it, like he was yeah. supposed to be better than me. He was like, uh, he was like, he was basically saying, I'll fight anyone who's like allegedly better than me because like, none of his are. It worked really for him. Yeah, who, who do you think he should get now? There's like a few decent 
fights I wouldn't mind seeing him go up against. Um, I'd love to see him fight Edson Barboza. I think yeah. that, could be, yeah. that could be lethal. Um, who else? Whoever won't take him to the ground. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. Kevin Lee's and such like. But no, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that fight. Oh, you know what? I wouldn't mind seeing him fight Anthony Pettis. Yeah? Yeah. That, that that could possibly be the fight to make then, really. Yeah. Um, who did you say earlier about Pettis? Oh, about Lee, you'd be Pettis Lee you were talking about. Yeah, potentially so. Anyways, um, I, I think that's sort of all on the old reporter family. Like, you, we could tell you the other results, but like, no one like stood out as of no children. No, like Teodoro sort of let himself down, I think. Yeah. Never really got going. Brad Tavares, big win for Brad Tavares. Yeah, but like, it, it doesn't really move him anywhere, sure, doesn't it? No, it's just uh, sort of the chalking up the names, really, isn't it? Yeah, it was like... It was like it was like sixteen beating seventeen sort of thing. It was like all right, well, there was no one convincing about it anyway. Yeah, there was a uh, the card itself wasn't amazing, but uh, that's what it just leads us into UC two and three. Um, unfortunately, as the event actually was about to kick off, Amanda Nunes fell ill, so the main event was cancelled. Uh, Dana White slated her over that. Did he? Yeah, he was like she was completely physically fit, able to fight, and uh, she didn't fight like mentally. He was mentally weak and didn't fight. So like I, I, I don't even know what to say about that. I'm sure he was annoyed that like obviously the was gonna get less pay per view boys and he was like Yeah. He made he made the promise that he always makes Amanda Nunes will never headline the UFC pay per view. He did but, say that, yeah. Yeah, but like compared to said about John Jones, he's headlined the biggest pay per view of the year. Yeah, the but UFC. John Jones is a different level of a uh, draw to Amanda Nunes. Yeah, but like it's um it's a stupid thing for Dana White to ever say that because at the end of the day, what happens if Amanda Nunes is fighting UFC 215 co-main event and the main event pulls out then she's in the main event you know what I mean I get like, you although Dana White's more outspoken now I think more these days than ever yeah he, I suppose he's so rich now he's normally to lose so he's yeah. just saying what he wants to say yeah especially getting all that some of that Conor May, Mayweather money uh, yeah exactly. yeah okay so overall the main event was cancelled um, the actual main event itself Romero versus Whitaker was, was what we would have preferred the whole card to be based on as well. So yeah, in was, a way, you get what you want. In fairness, not only were these two the best middleweights in the world, these are two of the best fighters in the world. Will we start? But, um, I think I think off? we I think we should go back and start lower down the card as we normally do. Okay. Uh, could you po- quite possibly say the death of Travis Brown? Travis Brown is one hundred percent done and dusted. His career is over. He's retired. Dana White said he should retire. I was actually watching the fight going. This fella should retire. Yeah, because like I was convinced, Tra- like this is the second coming of Travis Brown. He he went and uh, started training with Josh Barnett, and uh, he had raised yeah. FO in his corner. I was like, I was like, right, he's gone, done things right. He's like move camp, and he came out and he was using movement, a lot of kicks coming out of him, um, high kicks, body kicks, and I was like, Brown looks good. Brown looks good. Come like sort of three minutes the first round. Obviously, when you're doing a lot of kicks, it takes a lot more energy out of you. And he sort of started to fade a bit, and he got taken down. He, he was nearly choked out at the end of the first round. Then come second round, got taken down, and like he got rear naked choke from a very like, I would say strange position. Although Olnek is like an absolute master uh, submission. He has like fifty one yeah. wins. I'm like yeah, like, lovely experience. I think like forty of them are boy submission. Um, Before, but, but I don't know why Travis Brown initiated the grappling exchange in the second round. So like he he, he was just. He doesn't have the head for the game. He doesn't make the right moves. He doesn't Fair like enough. use. He doesn't make his like his Even, body works in favor. Like why would he get into a grappling exchange with someone who like is not a good striker? And he do, he yeah. did the thing again that Travis Brown always does. He hurt his opponent and then like it's almost like he gets the blinkers on. And he just he doesn't smart. He doesn't fight smart like he should do. As yeah, in, like, even against Black Beast, he just went. Yeah. To, he, he just went for it when he could have just yeah. Him he apart. Almost, yeah, he should have almost picked him apart and like made sure he got the win. He Gassed him. Like, yeah. yeah, he was like he, he almost like. Not like hurt you, and then he gets like so close to you, you can't actually land a power shot to knock you out. That's sort of what happened again, and you got choked out. I, did, I, I, it, I, it was, it was, I was just like, I don't want to see Travis Brown fight again. Yeah, the thing is, he has like a bad reputation as well. Like, uh, I know he like beats women and stuff, but like, I mean, at the end of the day, like, people can make mistakes and do whatever, they, whatever, right? You can't just like tag him mm. for that forever. Yeah. I mean, come on, realistically, he's not Hitler now, yeah. but I mean, like, when I said if he loses this, he's gonna be brown bread. I actually, I didn't actually expect him to lose it. I thought it was more of a joke, but now yeah. it's just a bit sad. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I was like, he's going to change, change his name to Travis Rousey. So yeah. now it's just sort of like, what, are, are they both retired now? Yeah. Ronda might come back for another payday sometime. Yeah, if she ever stuck for a bit of cash, like, just, yeah. just, like, just like a serious seven or eight million dollars, mate. But, 
She could still be a model as well. I mean. Yeah, that's 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 sort of all we have to say about one. Travis Brown, man. It, it was sad, really. It was sad. Yeah, sad. That's the thing. Yeah. You don't, I don't like it when it's sad. You yeah, like to yeah, be like... Yeah, like you like, like, like to be one and you're like, ah, you probably lose next time. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's got the stage where it's like, oh, I'm an arse actually watching the info because you didn't have it in. Um, yeah, yeah, if you don't have it in them, then you're not arse watching it. You know? Yeah, in fairness, Rob Font got moved up to the main card. He looked impressive. Got a submission win uh, over Douglas does DeAndre Silva. Um, not much to say about it. Rob Font looks like he's a cool prospect, but like that was only on the main card due to Amanda Nunes not being on the main card. So I suppose we should really uh, yeah. move on to the return of Showtime. That's the thing. The one man you were happy to see back in action. Yeah, and I said it beforehand. I think Pettis is going to be the Pettis fold, and he was. He was uh, throwing car wheel kicks, a lot of high kicks. Um, I think Jim Miller was the perfect caliber of opponent for him, just due to the fact that um, Miller is like he, he sort of he does all the basics very well. It gave Pettis the opportunity to throw his flashy stuff at him. It gave him the opportunity to you know do be Anthony Pettis again. I think, to, yeah, he's, he, I think. He's been unfortunate. He's gone on a losing streak, but he's faced such high level of competition on the losing streak. Yeah. He hasn't really got that chance to like build his momentum back up. Well, look who he lost the last time. Max Holloway yeah. would just be Jose Aldo, like. Yeah, in fairness, he's he's fighting like top top notch opponents, and like before that, like he had the what like uh, he lost to Rafael Sanders. He's now fighting one seventeen winning. He lost to Eddie Alvarez, who was UFC lightweight champion. champion. You know, I mean, it's, it's not like he was like fighting bums. So you get looking in hindsight, you can sort of see that Jim Miller was probably sort of given to him, fed yeah. to him in a way. Yeah, it was almost like a build up back fight for Pettis, and he looked great. And at the end of the day, he's gonna enter probably enter the top ten lightweight rankings again. So fair play to Anthony Pettis, yeah. great to see him back on the win streak. And it'll be interesting who fights next. Yeah, because he he sort of came across as if he, he didn't know if he could still deliver on the big yeah. stage. Yeah, and like from previous interviews, here he is, uh, UFC International Fight Week, and look dominant decision three twenty seven across the board. Would you say there's any more uh, cereal boxes gonna, that he's going to be getting on? Uh, I think he needs to just concentrate in the gym and the train. Don't want to forget about forget about the weed. Obviously. Get a, get a few uh, porridge porridge oats uh, contracts. Uh, we're just going to run by Curtis uh, Curtis, Curtis Blades. Blades. Look, he won a fairly. Oh, I'm not even going to say one side decision. Look, he, he was meant to go in there and blast through Daniel Omnilendik or whatever his name is. Yeah. Uh, and he just didn't really do it. So it was actually a bit disappointing, to be honest. Like, you're like me, Barry. I don't like seeing the heavyweight fights go three rounds when they're no. when they're not barn burners. Yeah. Which moves on to the next one, which was a great fight okay. between Verdum and Aubrey. And it really split the MMA world. I always like... When I see a close fight, I always like jump on Twitter or like jump on Facebook and see what the reaction is. And like a lot of people were trying to say Verdum won, a lot of people were trying to say Overeem won. Personally, I thought Overeem won. I thought Verdum had like his one moment where he rocked uh, Overeem, sat him down on his bum, and he couldn't get the job done. And everyone, that rhymed? yeah, and every, everyone sort of knows that like if you can sort of get Overeem rocked, he's there for the finish. Yeah, and yeah. Verdum didn't get the finish. That's my only. Quam Alistair over him. He's actually so good. If you if you gave him Mark Hunt's chin, he'd be the world heavyweight champion. I'm convinced about it. Um, his striking was great. He didn't look afraid of Verdun. Not saying he should be, but like he didn't look afraid of Verdun. Should he be though? Well, well obviously, like, obviously, well, I, think, I think I think he's got like this chin that's not actually as, like in terms of heavyweights, it's not the best chin. Who? So uh, over him. Yeah, yeah, but like I mean, so, the amount of times like kickboxing and like oh, all I know, the fights yeah, he's yeah, been oh, in. Oh no, I know. Whereas for doing would be more, he'd probably have a better chin because he'd probably be on the ground more. Yeah, probably so. Um, he probably does have the better chin, but there was a lot of clinch work in this. Some good knees, uh, some good kicks by Overeem. Uh, personally, I thought Overeem won, but overall, how do you think the bout looked? To be honest, it's probably actually a great result for the UFC because. It was tight decision over him lost or for Doom lost and like he he was ranked number one going into the fight so he probably you know fight won the top five again. Uh, over him wants to fight Steve next but I think it all comes down to whether Francis Ngannou beats um, JDS or not at UFC two fifteen. If Ngannou wins, well then he's gonna fight Steve next. I think that's almost like a, a done deal, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Did you see um, Shab getting a photograph from Ngannou? And yeah, like the size like, difference. Yeah, the size your man's hands yeah. are frightening. I actually saw Ngannou get a post or a picture with Jimmy Mano and like Ngannou made Mano look like a welterweight. Did he? Yeah, yeah, he's just really big. Is Ngannou fighting soon? He's fighting Junior Dos Santos at 215. 215? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So like, who knows? Like, it could be J D or Ngannou versus Stipe on like the December card. I, I just want to see Ngannou, uh, I want to see how devastating he can be in this next fight. I yeah, because like JDS is, is like a step above what he's been fighting. Oh no, definitely, yeah, yeah definitely, like, yeah. But I think I think his chin's almost gone as well, really. Like, 
Yeah, but... Someone said, who said uh, JDS, he doesn't look the same. It's like, he, he was like, he doesn't look the same. <laughs> was it Biz being saying something like... Maybe, JDS saying he's just like, just, he looks like he's something wrong with him now or... I don't know, in fairness, his ears are so mashed and his face has been like so... Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, his face is like encaved. Yeah. Very JDS. Uh, that's what happens when Cain Velasquez like pummels you for 10 rounds straight. Um, yeah, don't sign me up to that. <laughs> oh, Cain Velasquez, I forgot about him in the heavyweight picture. That'd be good actually, wouldn't it? At least, I just like the way they're, they're performing. I know the age is catching up with loads of them, but like, if they're still performing well, then I mean, just stuff to look forward to. You know what I, mean? I suppose when we're on the heavyweight division, we might as well say Frank Mir has been like got his release in the UFC and he's calling out Fedor. He wants to fight Fedor and Bellator. I think Frank Mir would be a great acquisition for Bellator heavyweight division. Um, yeah. Maybe not, maybe Travis Brown as well. Like, obviously, like, Maybe that's what we need. Maybe he needs a new change of scenery, Travis Brown, and like he can go fight like Bobby Lashley or something like that. And like if he loses that, then he retire. Like give him one last chance somewhere else and see what happens. You see, he's, he might he, he might have the pressure off. Is he even is he even thirty yet? Travis Brown, I'd, I'd say he is. I has Brown. Yeah. Well, less he's yeah. less than thirty five. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, the heavyweight division. He can clean. Is almost, he can clean out there. He can clean at Bellator. Yeah, the heavyweight division is almost as interesting as everyone. You know what? I'd love to see the Mitrione rematch because Mitrione was like beating Brown and then. Brown was like, ha, poke in the eye, and then Mitrion was absolutely fucked. There is, there is fights there anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, because the, the Bellator division, heavyweight division before Scott Coker was like non-existent. Yeah. Well, but, who who would, you, who would Travis Brown even get in the UFC? And then White might be like, ah, here, look, see you later. Although no, he's good friends with Ronda Ra- 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 Rousey, so yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see what happens with Travis Brown. It'll be interesting, and I'm interested to see if Frank Mir is going to fight because he's like he hasn't fought in two years, so we should be good to see. The Bellator need to get a heavyweight champion. Their heavyweight champion was like no one, no one. I was like Minikov. I mean, I think they they stripped him. He's gone and fight fight in Russia or something. He's some Russian fella who fights once every like three years. Just take the belt off, man. Yeah, give him someone else's belt. Yeah, make Mitrion fight Czech Congo for the title and see what happens. Right, we're gonna have to discuss this um, Romero and Whitaker. Um, obviously, beforehand Romero is just like some sort of mutant. This is and. It, it only makes sense that he win because everyone was looking forward to seeing Bisping and him fight for yeah. the title. But like Robert Whitaker is after coming out of nowhere, really, beating after beating Jack Ray, now beating Romero, and just like, like I don't even I know Bisping came in after the fight and like sort of said, oh, that's, that's not a fake the, belt, yeah, all this belt business. Sort of true his belt, yeah. Uh, I but didn't know. What I think I, I think Whitaker winning just like. Like it's not starstruck. I don't even know what the correct sentence is really to say, but like, Bisping, like Bisping must have been like what? Because that I don't think Bisping thought Whitaker had it in him to beat Romero. Especially and that a decision stunned him. I think that 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 just stunned Bisping into not even. If I say Bisping look back at that and be like, why did I throw the belt down? Like that was just a terrible pitch for yeah. a fight. Um. Yeah. Just to speak about the fight. Like such yeah. athleticism between the two of them. Like. Uh, Romero was like throwing hook kicks, like Conor McGregor style hook kicks uh, at Whitaker, like they were like set, like semi landed. Uh, he like shot in for some takedowns, and they were so explosive. But I think I'll end up. What sort of happened played out? If Whitaker was going to win, if it was going to go to decision, Whitaker was going to like sort of outlast him in the end. Yeah. And like the fifth, the fifth round is probably the most dominant round, and Whitaker won it. Um, yeah. He had Romero on his back, which is like not a place you often see a Olympic silver medal wrestler. And at the yeah. at the end day, he is forty as well. Like yeah, true, true. That could be good for McGregor uh, Mayweather as well. Just yeah. the age thing. If you think about it, yeah. Um, but look, at the end of the day, Whitaker came out on top. It was deserved. I don't think there was too many disputes on the decision. But also, luckily for Romero, he didn't lose so badly that like he can't he's, come he, back. Yeah, he's like pushed way back to the end. Uh, yeah. Look, if Romero wins his next fight and like Bisping somehow beats Robert, Robert Whitaker, like people want to see that fight. So, I think there's a few interesting fights in the UFC middleweight division. Like, Rockhold has to come back. And on that, Barry, go on. Yeah, Give I us the lose. I know you're dying to say it. I know, I was just going to ask how you're doing. <laughs> oh, uh, Gegard Mousasi's after signing for Bellator, by the way. Uh, so, he's going to be out of that title recognition in the, in the middleweight division. So, who's really left? Uh, there's Rockhold, Jack Ray, Rock, um, Bisbing, Whitaker, and Romero. Yeah. But there's still the same five, really. Yeah, and then, like, Barry Wyden. Uh, yeah, Wyman's like Wyman and Machida are sort of like on like the outskirts. Machida, like Machida's still there. Like he's just <laughs> he's, he's just suspended. 
Never to return. Gaslam has better chance than that. Oh, actually, Gaslam. No, Gaslam I would include in the first bracket. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah Fair. Yeah. Gaslam looks like he's on a hot streak at the moment. Um, so that's that's sort of the way the middleweight division is. I find the Musashi leaving is almost a bit weird. Just due to the fact that he was on such a hot streak. Uh, obviously, he got, he's getting better cash at Bellator. Yeah. But like, Bellator don't really have much of a middleweight division. Like, they're... Middleweight champions, I think it was Carvalho. We think he'd be Melvin Manhoff. Melvin Manhoff is like absolutely ancient. So I think Gagar Musashi is probably like a model for a coddle to win that uh, middleweight title. And you could probably go up and yeah. compete very, very competitively for the light heavyweight title. So yeah, he yeah. was actually, I think he's already fought Phil Davis and he lost him, but I think he's never fought Bader. So he could win up and win the light heavyweight title. He's capable of it anyway. Fair play to him. I mean, like. Obviously now, like he wasn't getting a push. I don't know. I don't really know mm. why. He's probably going to fight for the middleweight title straight away. I'm sure he will. Yeah, yeah. like he's getting. He was going to be getting thrown around. And plus, he's a Scott Coker guy as well. He yeah. was a strike force fella. So you yeah, get looked after sense. better. You'll get looked after yeah. better. Yeah. So tell me this: Whitaker Bisping, who are you picking? Oh, I don't know. There's just something about Whitaker that seems like mm. he's like he has that like Maori blood. He's like athletic. Uh, he's fresh. For me, for me, is like actually not much of a question about. It. I think Whitaker is definitely the better fighter. Yeah, I feel like he's like he handled everything Romero had, and I don't think Bisping's going to offer him anything yeah, much better. Yeah, than he won't be able to throw any kicks or anything. Yeah, and like he is like less punch and power. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I think Whitaker has the potential to be a proper star. You know that. Like next time the UFC goes over to uh, New Zealand or Australia, like he's going to be headlining. No, no, I, I agree. Well, with that'll that, be the biggest payday. For I agree with that, but like, there's something about him that's not. He's not like cocky or anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of thinking like they don't know it have to be. Though. Yeah, but I almost feel like he's gonna be like another Tyrone Woodley, except like that sort of level. Like no, I think better than Tyrone Woodley. You know that? You think so? Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see it because uh, I think it's very rare they like you see starting someone and they don't or vice versa. Normally, we like we both are like be, they have it. Don't be good for him against Rockhold. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd be a hundred percent down for yeah. that. Where where do you where do you think Bisming? I think from? although in fairness, if he does beat Bisming and then he beats Rockhold and then like he beats. Whoever else after that, like just say it's Gaslam, and then he's also been um, Jack, Jack Ray, Ray and Romero. Romero. You know what I mean? Like, I suppose that is superstar in itself, isn't yeah. it? As in, like, in terms of talent, like he's like creme de la creme. As in, like he's like pound for pound fighter. But there's just something about him that I'm, I'm just like, I'm not overly interested in him getting interviewed. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, you, yeah, yeah. that's that's where I'm getting at. Yeah. Like, oh, like, yeah, I'm, but like that's also I'm, like he's one of those people who like I can't wait to see fight. Who's, but I'm not like. I'm not keen to listen to an yeah, interview. Yeah, but who would you like? Tell me the top five people you like to listen to get an interview. It, it, I don't even have a five. It, it's not even like so much top five, but like when Dan Cormier talks, like I like I'm interested in what he has to say. He's got like he reads the game, like Don Donna Cruz when he, like when he says something, like I'm interested in what he has to say. Okay. Uh, Biz being, I like I'm interested in what he has to say. So all the commentators for the UFC. Uh, well, not, not <laughs> yeah, well then, but uh, who else? Um, Mike Perry ran like Ally oh, yeah, okay, like. Yeah. Um, like Marty Akesi before, like he lost the old fire. Like those those people who like really build themselves up. Like I almost think Robert Whitaker is too humble. Yeah, I almost like to listen to. I like listening to Joanna in J Check. Uh, I like listening to. I actually like listening to Joe Romero. I like that like broken Cuban accent. I like Khabib. Like that broken Russian like yeah. accent saying I'm gonna kill you. It's just, I, I find them interesting. I find there's no good Brazilian trash talker at all. I find they're all. They're sort of humble. They all, yeah, but yeah. they all have those like interpreters, and like once the interpreter yeah. comes in, like I'm done. Yeah, true. Yeah. Although for some reason I like Yoel's interpreter. He's like such a randomer. Yeah, I don't, I think that um, I don't think what Whitaker's going to change is changes it. No, I don't. He's not going to come in and start like slating everyone. No, he's not. But I, I just think he has I, like he's most he's much worse yeah, fighting. Anyway. Like yeah, he has the look. Yeah, mm. he hasn't got the trash talk. But I mean, uh, like the way he's like even in the embedded the way he was, who like, knows? Bisping might bring it out of him though. I'd like, love to see it. Joe, if Bisping wants to make maximum cash in this, they have to fight in Australia. Yeah, know? yeah, because Bisping has like Australian. Yeah, but there's like, loads of Yeah, but like he's like he's like gone down to. He fought Vanley Silva in Australia. I think it was UFC one twenty two, and he also fought. No, it's one twenty two. I think it was in Germany. He fought Vanley Silva anyway down there. Maybe it was fight night one ten or something. And he also fought. Oh, he was meant to fight Robert Whitaker at UFC one ninety three when Rousey head kicked them. Um, or got head kicked by Holly Holm. Bisping was meant to fight Whitaker. Yeah. What was he? Yeah. Because remember, he goes after, he goes, it was Destiny who we were supposed to fight. Yeah, they were supposed to fight UFC 183. So, like, now it's going to happen probably 
Could be in, could be on the MSG card. Because that's when, like, Bisbing was meant to be fighting GSP. I know, yeah, but, like, is that much of a... I don't know if that... Is no, I'm not saying headliner. It could be main event to whatever. Yeah. Like headliner. Yeah, but Bisping sort of like... He wants to be the headliner as well. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. the Johnny Big Balls at the moment, isn't he? Like, yeah, no. He's, like, very full of his own. He's almost made... Uh, I've gone full circle with Bisping. I didn't like Bisping. Then, like, eventually liked him. And then he's champing, like, he's made me dislike him again. He's, like, so arrogant for, like, someone who, like... Bone game like, the Yeah, but he's, like... He knocked out Rockhold. Yeah, very impressive. But, like, Rockhold also, like, actually dominated him. Like more so than and he didn't take it seriously yeah yeah. and then like he beat Dan Henderson who was like like old man Henderson nearly a pensioner and, old man like, Henderson and like he does this thing where like he was like respectful with Henderson all week and then like he gets in his face and goes I'm gonna fucking kill you it's like I've already like I'm already gonna watch the fight like like doing that this is I don't know I don't get it. but I feel Bisping has to hate his opponent yeah yeah but he's trying to sell as many yeah. tickets really he's, re- he's really a ticket seller really. uh, Um so what you you think that could be Madison Square Garden because Dana White was saying that that uh, GSP fights off although GSP Shab was saying that his agent is the same agent as GSP and that GSP is only out until November as well oh, well he's, in fairness we'll see what happens it's all speculation until then really isn't it well do you think there's a possibility of it still being a Bisping GSP fight and Whitaker waiting in the waiting in the background like Maybe so. Oh, it'd be interesting if Kelvin Gastelum wins and see what happens with that. Because like he's he'll be the number one contender then after after that if he beats Boyman. Yeah. It's it's just like an awkward sport because like there's no guarantees of anything or no fights are guaranteed and they can even pull out on the on D day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I suppose like well that's that's all really UFC thirteen news, isn't it? There's UFC Scotland on Sunday, isn't there? UFC Scotland's on the Sunday. Um, um Gunny Nelson's fighting in the main event against Santiago Posibino. I think that's how you say his name. Yeah. So, look, Santiago's a very dangerous opponent. Uh, he's probably a bit under radar, not many people know about him. But he as far as I'm aware, he is maybe eighteen and one. He's like a very good record. Um he's got knockout power and he's obviously good on the ground being a Brazilian jiu-jitsu player as well but I think Gordon Nelson's going to like absolutely Damien Moyam I think he's going to get hold of him and then that's just that, that, that'll be all she wrote he's actually another person I'd like to listen to as well who Gordon Nelson Gordon Nelson yeah, yeah I like the calmness Very actually calm. you know what Gagar Musassi the last 12 months I like listening to him as well yeah, he, 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 like, I, I, I like that broken up. English and he's just like slating people yeah. um, also Neil Seary probably makes his last walk to the octagon um, this Sunday so best luck to Neil yeah. Seary yeah, it's seeing him on Friday. Yeah. Also, Ireland's Charlie Ward's also fighting as well. Um, yeah, hopefully he has a better out than the last time. Last time it looked like it was a, a fight you'd seen a pub. Yeah. The car's not the car's not amazing, isn't it? No. Uh, in fairness, John called called the words fighting uh, Cynthia Calvao. Um, that should be an interesting one considering Cynthia Calvao was won what like two fights on pay per view in what the last like six months and then Joanne Calderwood's obviously won the um, main strawweights in the division so they're both I think looking to move into that like new flyweight division whenever that happens yeah who's the Scottish guy before who like did the oh, brave Paul or... Craig yeah, he's he... fighting against um, Khalil, Khalil yeah Roundtree. Khalil Roundtree from the Ultimate Fire that yeah. should be an interesting one yeah so, so bro- like, yeah very local card isn't it yeah we'll be definitely pulling up a post sport and gunny as always yeah uh, overall wrapping up the UFC weekend man a lot of fights being seen yeah yeah, uh, I also put it this way: What? Who was your performer of the of the weekend? Gaethje. Yeah, same. Fight of the weekend. Spoon oh. McKee. Yeah, 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 but like, but like, I, I think I'm gonna have to go for Gaethje Johnson just yeah. because th- th- there was an actual like finish. Yeah. Whereas like the other one turned into be a draw, and it was just yeah. like no one wanted a draw. Um, and then sub of the weekend. Sub of the weekend. Oh, oh yeah. Reds are after the crack. Oh yeah, Reds are Reds are taking <laughs> home another leg. Uh, yeah, that followed by Onyanuk against uh, Travis Brown just because like Travis Brown gave up and like what a win for Onyanuk, whoever you say his name. Yeah. Uh, also, just another shout out to Ray for like sorting us out because uh, we ended up getting photographs with um, Ever- everyone who we wanted to get a photograph with. Yeah, yeah, they really like helped us out. It was great. It was amazing. Um, speaking of. Draws that uh, we were talking about in this one, Reese McKee fight. Yeah. We ha- had a. Oh, no, I was going to take the Lions for it, but you want to do football first? No, no, we do the Lions where we get it out. Yeah, right? we get it out of the way. The Lions end up in a draw. Um, I stayed up at 5 o'clock in the morning watching 
the ultimate fighter finale. Oh, I did six. Six in the morning. Well, I told myself five how I got more sleep. Yeah. And then I got up at half eight quarters morning to watch the Lions game. And I was just, just like, I couldn't believe... I couldn't believe, first of all, how well they played. And it was great performance by all the lads. And, like, to get, I actually thought about it. To get a draw against a 15-man all-black was actually almost better than beating a 14-man all-black by three points. It was a great performance. Um, it was great to see such Irish representation with uh, Sean O'Brien playing. Johnny Sexton played really well because like, I've been quite harsh on tour. I didn't think he was up to scratch, but like, he really liked Sean in the last two tests. Yep. Tyke Furlong, like, the New Zealand press were raving about him. It was just great to see such like a performance put in by the entire squad. It was like the entire squad really put in a great performance. But like when it ended as a draw, it was such a it was strange because like neither team celebrated. Everyone just sort of walked off the pitch. There was no yeah. It felt like a big letdown, really. It was yeah. Well, it was. Um, did they all know they, this? I, I I wasn't even too sure what was going to happen. I I sort of knew it would be a draw series. I knew that you could have a draw series, but like. I thought it I came thought, down to points. I, I, I didn't know what it came down to. I, I thought they just, they just played extra time and had a winner. This is where this is where this this whole line series was ruined. Yeah. Right? We're we're. I would have rathered if New Zealand had won the whole thing three three nil brown bread whatever. I would have rathered that right before to actually. It was like the I'm gonna compare it to the Small and McKee fight the way it was like just like oh it's a draw. I've never seen. Two people ever lift the trophy together, and both people lifting the trophy feel so embarrassed, and like be like, "What are we?" They sort of looked at each other as they're lifting, being like, "What are we doing?" Yeah, and then like they all got in the photo, the big team. Photo. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of be like a bunch of eight-year-olds that play a football match against each other. No one keeps score, and then everyone's like, "We're all winners." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, "What are we doing?" Like that is that. Uh, sorry for interrupting, but that is just after ruining. The whole lines. I'm not gonna say history, obviously not, but I mean just like how in history has that never been happened before? And they they were like, right, let's not ha- let that happen again. I'm sure every person would have rather been on their summer holidays, been with their families, not tr- like traveling all over yeah. New Zealand. People from Ireland to New to, Zealand, to, to, the opposite of the world. To go to New Zealand for what six to eight weeks and then end up in the shit weather. It was lashing rain. End up with like worst no weather result. in Ireland. No result. It was just. It was as if it never happened. Yeah, like, it, it, was, was, it was all pointless. And like I'm not even gonna, I don't even feel bad about that. Like some of these players, are like we're fed so much hype, being like doing this for the pride and yeah. everything. And then at the end, it's like, oh, it's a draw, it's grand. That is just the worst way to finish anything. They should have even done like place kicking to finish it. They should have played extra time. They should have given it to New Zealand because they had more points in the previous games added together. Uh, all that and not one person just took the initiative and just did that because uh, getting up at half eight, being committed on the weekends, trying to like follow everything making sure we're putting out the teams promoting them here as much as we can like supporting the lads the Irish lads obviously it's not their fault obviously mm. it's no, no one's fault yeah. really but uh, no player's fault but like how was this not addressed like about 40 years ago and been sorted out because if this was to ever happen again this is how you lose like fans like I mean you're brought up to f- follow like whatever sport you follow and you're, you're only like fall in love with that from seeing the glory of it you know what I mean? You're not going to follow a team who continues to lose all the time. You're just going to, like, you see the glory and the happiness that it brings people. And for the, for it to finish with two lads lifting the trophy who are natural-born winners, to have to share to lift a trophy with the opposite team is just an absolute joke. Like, it's just a joke. Um, one thing I will say, though, <clears throat> um, apparently there is talks that the All Blacks are supposed to play the Barbarians in November. And they're going to play a fourth test against the Lions in November in Twickenham. I'd be interested to see that. If they if they choose to no, do that. It's, it's all over. But like, but like, I suppose, what, the Lions pick a new squad? Like, do, do, do new people no, get a chance over. to go in? It's over. It's like, it's, it was... Um, it was not a fitting end. No, it was... To... Especially considering how well the Lions played. I felt they were very unlucky. And also, for the last knock-on of the game... Boy, I don't even know. I can't remember what way the ref ruled it, but Kieran Reid was like three meters offside for the kickoff when he went and won that ball back from New Zealand. But sure, look, it is what it is. Uh, I must say, overall, it was overall the Lions tour. I, I must say, I enjoyed following it, but the end result was pretty rubbish, wasn't it? Yeah, like a draw just felt unsatisfactory. That's it. It's like watching a movie and then the end is crap. Yeah, it actually is. 
Literally. You know, you know, what, you know what reminds you? It'd be like watching. What did it remind you? It'd, it'd be like watching like Conor McGregor fight, like going to fight Jose Aldo, and then like the power goes off in your graph, and then it comes back on thirteen seconds later. <laughs> you, you like you missed it. You you missed it. Uh, so, so, like it felt like something's missed out. But sure look, um, I'm trying to support the Irish lads. Yeah. Uh, like uh, well, yeah. well and good with the English lads, the Scottish lads, even the. Here, uh, I, I, I'm just excited for Rugby to go back to normal times. Yeah. Right? Like uh, like uh, like I hate normal getting, normal hour yeah, times. Yeah, I hated getting up at half eight to watch. Yeah, oh, I saw. Especially on the weekend when like it's like you're one chance to actually like sleep semi sleep in like you're up till stupid o'clock. You're up earlier than you get up for work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was that anyway. I just can't believe it ended like that. I was actually so disappointed. Yeah, look, I need to get off it because I was joining this podcast up until we started talking about the line, so we're moving <laughs> on to the football. Okay. Barry, tell tell us the big football news. Okay. In the world of football, I think you'd have to say the biggest news in football right now is Wayne Rooney's after leaving Manchester United. After 13 years of service, winning literally everything from Charity Shields to Champions Leagues and setting records. And Europa Leagues. And Europa Leagues. <laughs> everything. Yeah. Um, 13 he, years of service. He, Roscoe, he, tell us what you think. He was such a club legend. And he really did achieve everything everything there was to achieve in world football. Obviously, bar win, like, suffering. The world football. In, yeah. in sort of club, club football. Um, he was England's top all-time goal scorer, so I suppose that's something as well for the national side, although they never won anything, but sure. Um, yeah. Look, Wayne Rooney, he was a great man for the club. Um, he had his you know, he had his ups, he had his downs, he had a lot of downs towards the latter half, he had his controversies, but at the end of the day, he was he's he was a real club man at heart and like he really did go out and try and win each game. That was his that was his thing. He was like in his early days, he almost had that like Roy Keane tenacity. Not not quite so much yeah. verbally, but like he was hunting people down. He wanted to win that. Um, it's quite sad that his career had to end the way it did, Lowell Trafford. But it is it's, it's it's such a strange career because the fact that he's probably played what fifteen years at the top level is absolutely mind blown. It's, a, it's and a, it, I think I think his body. Is it if it was thirty five or thirty six role because yeah. he played that many years at the top? It's weird because most people like tend to go like from like they go from like the younger you are, then you get better as you get with age. Yeah. Whereas Rooney sort of like was like Benjamin Button in a way. Like yeah, he was like he 20, was first on and then yeah, like, well like at like sixteen and seventy burst yeah. onto the scene. Mm. Like then like was the biggest name in English football like Barry Beckham obviously, but yeah. I mean like burst on the scene was like. Was supposedly better than Ronaldo at certain stages yeah. when they're at United, uh, like scored all these goals. It's it's such a it was a weird career because like obviously if you're if you're with someone for over ten years, put it that way at least, uh, you're gonna have your ups, you're gonna have your downs, you're gonna win leagues, you're not, you're gonna want to leave, you're not gonna want to leave. Um, I think even the way that he was actually a scouser anyway, and he had his kids born in Liverpool as well. He also came out and said that he actually wore everything pajamas to bed. Yeah. Now I don't mind whatever player plays United that, as long as they play for United, that they're United true and true. Yeah, but when you're the only captain, you're wearing everything pajamas. I'm not really. That doesn't really fly yeah. out of my books. Yeah, no. But yeah. Like, I, well, I didn't saying, buy them for yeah, him anyway. Yeah, but like saying after he leads the club, whatever. Uh, I always said that about Wayne Reed. For me, look, absolute club legend. What what a, what a player! What a guy for United! But there was always something about him that like he never made me fall in love with him. There was always something about him. I don't know whether it's because he loved Liverpool so much, or he, he was a scouser, or like I think it's because we grew up in Class ninety two, and he wasn't as good as Class ninety two. He wasn't Paul Scholes. He wasn't Ryan Giggs. He wasn't. He didn't start his career at that. And no, I don't think other teams like if you sport like an Arsenal or a Liverpool. It's very hard to understand that to have such to grow up on such like winning players yeah. that are stay at your club the entire time. That like when you buy all these players in, it, like it's, it's not the same. Well, here look, I get you, but the thing is, like he actually sort of like like dragged United through a couple of seasons. Yeah, when, there was some hard times where he was he pulled. Yeah, remember like when uh, when he like broke his foot again, and he scored a couple of headers mm-hmm. against uh, AC Milan or Bayern Munich. Yeah. Uh, like during those times when we actually had like. Such bog standard players, but we're still winning leagues. Yeah, we're like Darren Fletcher and Mike Carrick, yeah. who were like, no offense to them, like, they're like, especially Mike Carrick, great player, but like, no one's like coming in with 40 million pound bids. No, you know no, I mean? and, like, no. and he was he was leading the line and winning yeah. win leagues. This is around the time when like Valencia was number seven and stuff, yeah. But uh, like, he's 
like really see Rooney's probably going to end up getting a trophy outside the stadium. He's still only thirty one. Um, I can only see him being at Everton for maybe two to three years, then moving over to America, having a couple of years there, chill out, well, and then seem, reassess. Well, everything. almost like re- reigniting his career at Everton. I think he's going to move back. He's going, to be, so. he's going to be living in Liverpool. He's back playing. The Everton fans are really going to embrace him. I can really see it happen. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I could see him scoring fifteen goals next year. And from like the Wayne Rooney that is of now, that's a lot of goals. And yeah, he scores some absolutely phenomenal goals in his time as well. Like his goals against Middlesbrough, the volley, the volley against Newcastle was one of the best goals I've ever seen. The boys could kick against City. Like you could go on and on about how many good goals. Scored a Champions League final as well. Yeah, Champions League final. The hat trick against Fenerbahce on his debut. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he he's done some absolutely incredible things with the ball yeah. on his feet. I, I remember one year it was like Wayne Rooney. Yeah, he's good, but he's no good ahead. And then he went and scored like 10 headed goals yeah. the following year. He was. He, he just had that in him, like, that he was he was like trying to prove the doubt was wrong. Yeah. I, think, I, think it's, I think it's more of an end of an era from like even my childhood as well, because he's been there, what, yeah. 13 years, 26 now, so he would have yeah. came when I was 13. First thing, like, just ba- starting my teenage yeah. years, sco- seeing him score a hat trick, and now he's gone, and now, like, until Carrick goes, it's sort of like there's none of the players mm-hmm. in that team that won the Champions League. Yeah, I think it was almost probably unfair to him that he was he played with Ronaldo and like they sort of like Ronaldo skyrocketed and like Rooney sort of like rose to fame as well. But like it was like he was always going to compare to Ronaldo. Yeah, he wasn't the flashy. Up, yeah, he wasn't the flashy. Guy, as, in, as in that's just the way it worked out. But look, he sort of set the bar so high. So mm-hmm. once he wasn't hitting anymore, like because you you could argue for the last four or five years he hasn't performed to the Wayne Rooney yeah. of Wayne Rooney's. Yeah, like he can barely even get into the England squad now as well. And he's only thirty one, which is amazing. Yeah. Like you know, what I mean, like Zlatan's thirty five, soon to be thirty six. Yeah, but in fairness, what a player! You, you know what? I'll, I'll say this definitely for Wayne Rooney. Yeah. For about out the, all the players in the last ten years, if you had to put one player on in all eleven positions, Wayne Rooney would be the man to do it. Yeah. He, he, he was that talented a footballer that he played centre midfield. I'm not saying he was brilliant centre midfield. He played right wing, played left wing, played up front. If you had to put him in defence, he'd do a job there for you. Yeah. That's just the type of player he was. He was that good a footballer. Yeah, such a like strange life as well. I'd love to like mm. like hopefully in the future we actually get to sit down and interview him because like yeah. burst onto the scene at like sixteen and all of a sudden like remember like is uh Colleen when, when she yeah. was still his girlfriend, like she was like doing her like GCSEs, yeah. like junior shirt, and then she was all known all over England yeah. as well. Like I mean like Yeah, her family were getting freaked over. Yeah, well. like he, he like he's literally mm. been in the limelight I, uh, since sixteen. I think another thing was there was always like, questions over his fitness, like question like why isn't he like in like this phenomenal shape that all these other footballers was like he never like was with a six pack or, or, or whatever and like he was like do you so much pressure on him, you know. Yeah, in fairness, in fairness, yeah. he had a rough like he was like really in the limelight. Like, like do you yeah. remember we went to the wedding and he got pissed and like everyone's like I can't believe he got pissed, but like Phil Yelka was at the wedding and he was absolutely pissed out as well yeah. and like no one cares about Phil Yelka, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. So see, look at thing that Ronaldo had. Ronaldo could leave yeah. the country, whereas like the English pressure is known as the worst, and like the amount of times it tore into him, mm-hmm. and then even having like the hair transplant thing that was like yeah. like I actually think he when like when he was sort of going bald, like he had that way more bite and he was yeah. more aggressive and he got sent off, and then once he had the hair transplant and sort of had the kids sort of. The same time, bit, yeah, it just like he just was never the same. It was like if you take away that Roy Keane boy out of Roy Keane, you're just not getting Roy Keane, yeah. you're getting Ross Cadwell, you know, yeah. Roy, <laughs> Roy Keane, Roy Keane, like on pure football talent alone, was probably seven out of ten, but Roy Keane with, with that mentality, oh, definitely, and, and with that with that aggression was like 9.5 yeah. out of 10. That's yeah. the way it was. Wayne Rooney, uh, overall, what well, can you say, man? We have to like we have to like I know thirteen years is hard to put down put into like just a bit of a sentence but like if you had to say what could you say? Fantastic achievements. Probably probably should have left last year, but at the end of the day, club legend. I think I think that's about as much as you can say. You know I mean I can't I can't I can't say right now at this very moment that like Wayne Rooney makes makes my heart bleed to see him go. Like most players are would but it, there's just there's just something about it was mutual. You know it was what? Totally I mutual. think I'm happy to see him go to play for Everton. I think I'm happy to see him go to play for Everton. Oh, like it irritated me to know he was on that much money sitting on the bench. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, I was just sitting there like and like I'm all, I'll be the first person to go. I don't care how much money our players are on because like I don't pay their way. It just doesn't bother me. I know people will be like, oh, well, you buy a ticket, blah blah. <laughs> I don't care about any of that crap. As long as Man United win, that's all I care about. Um, as of the last two years, I don't think Wayne Rooney was. A major play in you know winning games. No, but times times change. Times change. Yeah. But with Wayne Rooney going to Everton, 
incepts Romelu Lukaku or Stormzy, whichever one I want to say. <laughs> here, before, <laughs> we kick, before we kick this off, just explain what happened in the Irish uh, media here. Uh, the Even Herald, I think it was. Um, the Irish uh, newspaper here. Yeah, or an Irish newspaper outlet. And they went, Lukaku's hard of training, and they put in a picture of Stormzy on the front page of the paper. Um, it was a really big mistake. And you know what? Stormzy's actually really not impressed by it either. Why not? Um, he's, he was just like, he doesn't find it funny whatsoever. And... It's almost like semi-racist that there was like one black lad wearing a United tracksuit and another black lad wearing a United tracksuit. In fairness, they do actually look quite similar, but like, oh, me and Barry actually had almost like, well, we didn't have bait, but I was like, it's probably the most bought even Herald of yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah. That was, was a like, very good point. Your man either needs to be fired or get a raise, one of the two, I yeah, don't know which. Controversy. Yeah. But, you know, after getting £75 million Romelu Lukaku, yeah. supposedly you could go up to £90 million depending on what he does on what he does on the pitch, yeah. But uh, it was funny how they actually were sort of announced it because like Pogba and Lukaku were hanging out together in Miami or Los Angeles. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, and then like they, if you watch the video on Pogba's Instagram or Twitter or Facebook page, whatever, uh, Lukaku walks out there speaking French. They're like, oh, see you in training tomorrow. And, they, and Pogba's like, really? No way, uh... Funny how they came up with this concept. Oh, anyway. Have you seen Anthony Rudiger Chelsea signing? No. Yeah. The video. Well, I can skint. No, no, the video of him, like, how the Chelsea announced him signing. Oh my! Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here, fuck him. Talk about him after, right? <laughs> oh, so po- <laughs> anyway. I'm, just, I'm just talking about like what, the way oh, you know what to do it. Absolutely slick, but they got Pogba. Oh no, I think we have like, to talk about. I think we have yeah. to talk about that. You're going. Uh, um, all right, look. Lukaku's like you know I'm really excited I like the way they have like that already connection built into them yeah. they're the best friends Lukaku scored over 20 goals in the last few seasons he's a proven striker in the Premier League um, realistically whoever you know you were going to sign up front I was going to sing their praises no matter what that's just what I was going to do but I'm actually really happy we got Lukaku he's what 24 he's playing the Premier League for, for what four, five or six four, four or five years four or five years He's a proven goal machine. Yes, sometimes I do think he misses chances he could score. Yeah. But if, you know, and his touch isn't amazing. No, his touch isn't best. But when I watched him do that training video against Carter, and he does that like, turn off, and like, he's got loads of confidence, and his confidence is only going to go up. And at the end of the day... At the end of the day? Yeah, that's that's my phrase. I've got to get it on a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Luke Haku is an absolute monster and a goal machine. I'm delighted he's at United. Do you, yeah. Do, do, I think it's good the way he's like he already has a connection with Pogba. Uh, do, you know do you know who this transfer is really good for? Jose Mourinho? No, Fellaini. Because Fellaini plays with him for his country. Oh, yeah. And like now he already has that connection now. So Fellaini could be like. He probably won't won't go to somewhere now as well. I read somewhere that Barcelona were trying to get someone. And if they don't get him, they're going with Fellaini. Yeah, oh, yeah, you, yeah. Know, you know when you hear paper dog, I was like, I was like that it's was like, a piece of bullshit. Yeah, yeah, I don't, that is bullshit, obviously. But the thing is, like, th- that's actually a really good move for like, Fellaini. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it actually is. They, so that, that could be a well, connection. Pog, Pog, well, like Pogba, Fellaini and Lukaku. Oh no, you just have to look at look at it in, in the, posit- the positive side. Oh yeah, this, this Lukaku thing came out of nowhere. I thought he was guaranteed to go to Chelsea. This is the way I want to see Man United do transfer deals. I don't want to see just like... Flaunt around and like it's it's almost like chasing a girl at the disco for about yeah. four months to give you a kiss. Like yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's like straight like, in, yeah. pull the trigger and yeah. take. Yeah, supposedly Chelsea now are actually having a meeting the board, being like, "Why are we not getting Lukaku?" Yeah, as in like, are we not big enough club? Um, this is know. the best transfer deals I've seen you know doing years. Like Lindelof straight in, done. Lukaku straight in, done. Like that's the way you need to get the business. I, I want to see you know to go get get go to like wherever we're going to meet these players and then once we meet them like you, you don't need the office without the paper being signed you know what I mean yeah. that's why I'm saying uh, and like and hopefully you know the fax machine hold, like keeps on holding up being dodgy on the other end yeah supposing Morata's now going to go to uh, Chelsea see that uh, who knows where he's going to end up um, he could end up at anyone really like Inter Milan and AC Milan are back fashion with a cash yeah. and you see like I, I was actually sort of looking forward to get Morata and now it's sort of like um, if you look at it in hindsight like the way Lukaku has all the pre- it's, it, I think it all came down to they were both going to cost around the same amount of money mm. but because Lukaku's already proven in the league he's two, I think he's probably a year or two younger as well no, I think they're the same age. Oh, really? Yeah, right. yeah. So when it comes down to that, it's just like, what happens if we spent that money? Like, you're guaranteed to get at least 20 goals out of Lukaku because he's mm. already proven it in worse teams. And he's um, already got the connection with Pogba as well. And, like, I think keeping Pogba happy and then we'll also have Lukaku happy is a really key aspect to the yeah. you know, going forward. Yeah, and I like the way we're almost swapping Zlat- one in, one out. Like, Zlatan yeah. and Pogba, uh, sorry, Zlatan and Lukaku. Yeah. The way they're both the, like, the same physique, yeah. boys. You know what I mean? Like, imagine we mm. put, got Griezmann instead. Yeah. Like, the, the, 
He's only five seven. Like. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So Lukaku over twenty goals in Premier League yeah. next year, I think is and uh, yeah. Obviously, we're going to see he's going to join up on the preseason tour, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But we're looking forward to seeing more signs in the Premier League, not just for United, but like I like seeing who teams yeah. are getting in general. Yeah. Also. Arsenal have to get Lacazette. Yeah, around uh, fifty million. Yeah, um, good to see Arsenal spend a bit of cash. Like. Yeah, D- holding on to that christening money. Like. Yeah, um, people. There, there was, there's already been conversations. Who's the better sign, Lacazette or Lukaku? I think there's no questions asked. It's Lukaku. Like Premier League proven means an awful lot. And yeah. Very Lac- true. Lacazette. Like, look, I'm a big fan of his. Like, I've, I've said it for years, but I don't think he would have suited United anyway. I think he's. There's just something about him. I like. Put it this way: If you play Marshall up front for the year, I think he'd be just as good as Lacazette. Yeah. Um, it's only, it's only, there's no time to waste mm. these days in the Premier League. Like it's all about mm. results now. So yeah. if you have the possibility to put it, like a winner in now, you mm. should do it now. Yeah. Um, also, I, I think a lot of fans are like, or well, a lot of people in general, are like, oh, Drew's going to go now, and I don't think Drew does have to go. I think no. there's plenty of games no, for the was, two of them. He was always competing with another striker and, all the time, and I think I think Drew even said it himself, like he was like. There's too much pressure on me to score all these goals. He's like, I need someone else to score a few goals yeah. as well. Like, and I, I think Drew, Drew's goal per minute ratio last year was very good as well. Yeah, he's he scored he scores a fair amount of goals. Um, yeah. So Bar, um, I think the only other transfer is Anthony Rudiger, who like Chelsea did some really embarrassing fan. What was that fan jersey thing? If you haven't seen that, just go look at it. Like, I don't really what have too that? much to say about it. It was, was one of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen. It was so cheesy. It was unbelievable. Who came up with that? And like. At first, when I was like checking out Chelsea, I thought they were going to claim and be like it's Hannah Rodriguez, and there was like, going to be someone like incredible, and yeah. then it was like number two Anthony, Rudiger. Anthony Rudiger. I was like, people don't even know who he is. Like I know who he is. He played centre half for Roma, but like thirty five million on like some fella from Roma who no one knows who he is. Like realistically, no one knows. He's who definitely going to start though. That Chelsea defense is all right. Like yeah, and I think you're going to get your man Andreas Christensen back from Montreal back as well. So it'll be interesting to see what, who Chelsea do start with. But at the end of the day. Terrible way to then sign. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Is there anything else, Barry? Yeah, well, uh, I just want to add in that Katie Taylor is also fighting at the end of the month in New York, making her US debut. Um, also, we didn't go massively into you yet because it actually officially hasn't kicked off yet. But the world tour with Conor McGregor and Floyd Money Mayweather is kicking off tomorrow. In LA, yeah. So keep a close eye on our Instagram because we yeah. put updates on the story. Yeah. They're, they're going from LA to Toronto to New York to London. Uh, they're not making a double appearance. Uh, Ross, what's your opinion on that? No double uh, appearance. I think Mayweather is probably afraid to go here. But in fairness, the last one, the uh, Jose Aldo came here. Like there was an absolute chaos. Um, people were getting locked and asking questions. Yeah. And um, you know, Wembley Arena, like they always hold press conferences. Where do you hold a press conference over here as well? Like the I know the Aviv and Crow Park, but like when's the last one? When like I, don't, I can't remember ever having a press conference there. Maybe three arena. Maybe so. Um, at the at no, I'm not gonna say. I was about to say my my coin phrase, but I won't. Um, look, I'm just excited to see it. Like, all right, we're not gonna get to see him in person. No big deal. Yeah. Um, when he fights, in we're there Vegas, at heart. When though. he when he fights in Vegas, anyway, we don't normally see it. So it's, I don't feel we're you know missing out on anything, but. Obviously, we're looking forward to seeing the first verbal exchange between these two absolute warriors. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be able to catch everything on YouTube as well. And obviously, next week's post is, podcast is is going to be all about it. So, mm. I'm looking forward to it anyway. Yeah. So, guys, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Give us that little heart on SoundCloud. And, as always, stay energized. <laughs>